0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us covering the topic of the Video Game Awards predictions. My name is Mateo, and today our party members are... Jules and Gino. Whether you are joining us from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, please remember to give us a like or a follow. As always, we start our podcast with a bonus game, so... Jules, if you wouldn't mind pulling a bonus game out of our uh,
1: hub hat. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, sorry, that's copyrighted. So we have, out of the hub hat, which Nintendo IP would you want another studio to take a crack at? So I assume that means, like, what is an IP you'd like to see done by another studio, maybe one outside Nintendo, and which studio would you like to take a crack at that IP? I'm just going to go with my gut, whatever I
0: thought of first. Shinen makes Fast Racing Neo and Fast RMX. I would like them to take a crack at F-Zero, because F-Zero needs another game, and like the Fast series are the only other games I've kind of played that are like F-Zero, and they were really good. So, give them F-Zero.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to go for a bit of a different approach with this one here, because I'm a big fan of the Arkham games. I would really like to see Rocksteady, what they would potentially do, with Metroid. Hmm. More of like a beat 'em up 3D kind of platformer, kind of like what other M was trying to do, except just good or at least better. Because uh we are getting a lot of Metroid love and I would like to see something similar to that, but something away from Metroid Prime. Still keep it in third person, get your power-ups over a course of a smaller area, kind of like how Arkham Asylum was. Rock City for Metroid for me.
1: Well, cool. I I have two answers, so I'm going to show them both. One is just a response to Mateo's where I'd like to see like the team that did like Beautiful Joe do an F Zero game and like completely fundamentally change F Zero from being about the racing and the cars to being about Captain Falcon and making it like a beat 'em up because Nintendo yeah. don't have like a beat 'em up like a DMC slash like Beautiful Joe kind of series like they don't have one like that that they own and I think Captain Falcon would work really well in that kind of like wacky like, beat him off setting.
0: Especially since he's been in more Smash Bros. games and F-Zero
1: games at this point now, so... Exactly. So I think it could be really cool. And the other one I would really like to see, and this is one I was talking to somebody about, is, like, cause, like Pokemon Brilliant really, Diamond and Shining Pearl just released, and, like, what comes with Pokemon is always the complaining of, like, oh, it's too easy, blah, blah, blah. And I've always been a very big apologizer for Pokemon being easy, because it's always been easy, and I don't think there's a way to really balance Pokemon in a way that makes sense to not be easy because of the amount of choice you have but what i would love to see is for like a team like square enix like maybe the teams that do like bravely default or dragon quest to take on pokemon and make like a traditional jrpg using pokemon where maybe like you don't have access to 700 different characters maybe you have access to like 10 different characters, and you literally have a party of Pokemon. And it would be, like, in the vein of Mystery Dungeon, where, like, it's about the Pokemon, not the trainers, but it's, like, this big story where you have, like, a party of, like, three or four Pokemon that are out at once, and you literally fight, like, boss monsters, like, a traditional, like, JRPG. I'd love to see that with Pokemon.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the the Pokemon IP is very versatile. It spans so many different genres, and, like, I don't think anyone would be against that. I I, th- yeah. I honestly... I'm not too interested in like hardcore traditional JRPGs, but that's something I would dabble with just because I love Pokemon so much. That's actually a really good
1: idea. And a last little bonus answer, because I was thinking more like giving somebody outside of Nintendo a chance, but one, I would love to see a different team within Nintendo take on a Nintendo one. Again, Pokemon. I'd love to see the Animal Crossing team take Pokemon And basically make Pokemon Crossing where all the animal villagers are Pokemon. Oh my
0: god. I can just imagine the hours of my life just lost to that. Society would fall apart.
1: (laughs) The best thing, though, what I would love about Pokemon Crossing would be the fact that, like, in Animal Crossing, there's already, like, a weird ethical question about how, like, some animals. Are like, like, for example, like frogs are villagers, but they're also things you can fish. And it would be funny with Pokemon too, because it would be the same thing where like some Pokemon get to be the villagers, but some are going to be the ones you fish and catch as bugs, and they don't get to be oh, no. real villagers. They're they're the ones <laughs> that are just like there, you know? They're <laughs> the ones that are collected in a museum. You collect the fossil Pokemon and, the, and put them in the museum. Oh, that'd be fun.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm a big fan of this idea. Like, I think it's a match made in heaven, you know?
0: I actually really enjoyed that icebreaker more than oh, I thought I
1: would. Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: So after the icebreaker, we now go into our fetch quest. So is there anything that you guys have been playing recently or uh, anything you've watched or anything that you would like to share? or Any pieces of news that have come out recently that you would like to give a little uh, opinion on?
1: Well, I mean, like we've all been playing Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, which has been great. Outside of that, um, I've also like, you know, Black Friday is around the corner. I've already got some Black Friday deals, picked up Guardians of the Galaxy for very cheap. Haven't Mm -hmm. gotten very far into it. Only like half an hour just kind of started it, but it's been good. The other thing, too, is I can't remember, I might have talked about it in the last podcast when we did our Fetch Quest, but I've also been watching Arcane, which is the League of Legends show, and I haven't watched the final arc. The third arc dropped a couple of days ago, but my roommate didn't. He said it was incredible, so I'm looking forward to watching that as well.
0: I've completely dropped playing Animal Crossing now, like with Pokemon coming out, and I'm having a very great experience with Pokemon, just because like I've been taking my time with it. Like... I've only just beaten the fifth gym now, and I haven't played anything today. I might go back and play a little today, but I rushed playing Sword and Shield, and I rushed playing X and Y and and Sun and Moon and all that. But now just taking a little bit of a step back from Pokemon and just enjoying the pace of it and... I love the world of the Sinnoh region, like we have said many times in our Pokemon-related episodes, just like, re-experiencing those games again. Like, I haven't played those games from beginning to end since they originally came out in 2007, and that was the only other time I experienced a Pokemon game, like, without any spoilers. Like, it it was just something I went in, and there was a surprise around every corner for me. That level of enjoyment that I got back then is kind of being experienced again now with the fact that I'm taking my time. Other than that just still playing Halo Infinite. In terms of what I'm watching, The Flash's Armageddon five-part crossover has started, and it's surprisingly decent. I didn't have very high hopes and expectations for it, but they've already been met and surpassed. So there's potential that The Flash could actually have a decent season, which is definitely welcome because that show is basically laughable at this point. I mean, the entire CW-verse, aside from Superman Lois, is laughable. But and then today, the day of we're recording this podcast, Disney Plus dropped a three-part documentary about the Beatles. Uh, it's called Get Back. It's made by Peter Jackson. And it's like all unseen footage of the Beatles while they were, I think it was in January 1969, and they're doing their rehearsals, and they're trying to plan their very famous rooftop concert. And... This like I said, this footage is com- has come never been seen before. It's been remastered and it gives you an inside look of the Beatles that honestly it's it's really special watching it. So if you care about the Beatles or you just care about music in general, I suggest watching this. It's it's really, really, really good. Gotta watch Hawkeye though. Maybe maybe next episode we'll talk about Hawkeye.
1: <laughs> maybe. I still gotta catch up on that one.
2: Honestly, my experience has passed uh, like since the last time we recorded playing a lot of Pokemon. I'm taking it slowly like Mateo has been. Playing Mario Party Superstars, that's been fun. I really got into the Animal Crossing DLC also. And I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between uh, Pokemon and Animal Crossing. I haven't entirely dropped it like Mateo has, but I've been doing that. Lots of Halo Infinite. I still have to put my, uh, my clips and everything together for a YouTube exclusive uh, video uh, coming up. That should be fun. And honestly, just a lot of real-life stuff happening right now uh, for me, so I haven't really had too much other time to, like, try any other games or absorb any other types of media like anything through disney plus or netflix or whatever so kind of just like what everything that mateo said light
1: again like last thing i'll mention is i keep kind of going back to pokemon i think i'm just in a hella pokemon mood right now but uh i'll share with uh those of you at home i've recently bought a bunch of sitting cuties which is a line of pokemon plushes that are about four and a half to six inches tall and they're making every pokemon eventually they've currently done up to gen three i've been trying to track down gengar and nidoking and i finally got them i paid way too much for them but i did it now i'm just gonna wait for gen four to drop and for me to inevitably cry when lucario gets sold out within minutes
0: we'll do our best we'll try to get you lucario on to the main topic now so 2021 game awards will be taking place on thursday december 9th at five o'clock pacific i believe they'll probably be like a half hour an hour pre-show so it goes from five to eight pacific and this year i think jeff keely said there's going to be obviously it's the buzzwords there's going to be more world premieres than ever before and there's going to be musical guests and stuff like that we care about the world premieres but we're going to save that for the last bit of the predictions we're just going to quickly go over two categories the most relevant categories to us, because we haven't really played every game on this list. We've played a few games. I've beaten two of the six nominees for Game of the Year, but I've played three of the six. So we're only going to be talking about Game of the Year and the most anticipated game for next year. Before we started recording this podcast, though, we kind of wanted to turn the idea of like predicting what's going to win, what's, what's here, what's not here, into just our... like We're going to put our own little twist on it. So you'll hear that as we go on. So for Game of the Year, the nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and then Resident Evil Village. So I heard there was a lot of people surprised by the fact that Forza Horizon 5 was snubbed from Game of the Year. It has an incredibly high Metacritic average, higher than even some of the games on the list. It's been nominated for other categories, but the fact that it wasn't nominated for Game of the Year is a little bit strange, in my opinion. I've played Psychonauts 2. I'm working my way through that game right now. We all beat Metroid Dread. We all thoroughly enjoyed that game, and we all played ratchet and clank rift apart and thoroughly enjoyed that game i know riley played resident evil village and he really really liked that as well but in my opinion it's probably between dread and ratchet and clank but i think deathloop could surprise and win but i think not to be a blind nintendo fanboy but i think metroid dread in my opinion even of the games that i've played that this year that aren't nominated for game of the year dread i think is by far the best game i've played so far this year
1: i'm in the similar boat to you i've only played two of the games like i i've only played chink clank and metroid i have no intention of playing resident evil village mostly because i'm not into horror titles but i do plan on playing it takes two i actually just downloaded it it just came to ea play through game pass so i just downloaded it i'm planning to play through it and then i'm also maybe planning to play Deathloop at some point i don't feel like i have any real opinion on what's going to win because i haven't played enough of the games but if it were between the two games i've played which are metroid dread and ratchet and clank personally i think it goes to ratchet and clank i think ratchet and clank is a much better game with a much better presentation um i think it brings its series to much higher points than metroid dread does its series and i feel like it was just very refreshing it was a very very well put together game In presentation gameplay story character like in every regard whereas Metro Dread as much as I love it as much as I think is awesome as much as it's in my opinion definitely up there with the best Metro titles like I think Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is like not even a competition like the best Ratchet and Clank game ever made like hands down like no competition and I think anybody who disagrees with that has not played any of the Ratchet and Clank games in recent memory, because that that game is like incredible, and I think at yeah. least like of the two, it deserves to win again. Like I'm not comparing it to the games that I haven't played. Just of the two, that's my opinion for myself.
2: Honestly, I've only actually played Dread. I've watched Mateo play Psychonauts 2. I appreciate uh, what Psychonauts is and its audience, and I appreciate that uh, Microsoft did a really good job of securing that and getting. The second game made and with ratchet and clank uh a rift apart i watched mateo play through it i watched my cousin play through it looks very fun i totally intend on playing it and we had a lot of really good laughs and everything and just like the humor in that game is just on point but like again resident evil village i've heard good things i've seen good reviews i've i've watched some gameplay footage but Like, Juliano, I'm not one to play games that fit that genre. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, survival horror games or whatever. Like, I like shooters and stuff, but, like, I wouldn't play Resident Evil Village just because, like, I haven't played any of the other Resi games, but I appreciate it for what it is. Deathloop is the uh, the PlayStation-exclusive Bethesda game that came out. Yeah. But I do want to point out that, like, Two of these games are made now by a Microsoft-owned or at least an Xbox platform, and that hasn't happened. In- Do they?
1: I'm gonna contest I'm that. I'm using
2: like the the biggest air quotes that I can. like
1: was like completely finished before the Microsoft deal went through. Like I wouldn't even. Yeah. I, I know, but it's a technicality.
0: Well, I think this is the first time ever that all three hardware makers
1: have a game for Game of the Year. Like Do you want to know the saddest part about this? What? The saddest part about this. And this will probably segue, help us segue into like the next section. But the saddest part is, when I looked at that Game of the Year list, I was like, wow, what a disappointing year for gaming if this is our Game of the Year nominees. And not to say anything bad about Ratchet & Clank or Psychonauts or Metroid. I think they're fantastic yeah. games. But really, like when I looked at that list, I was like this was a dry year if this is our group of contenders because what was supposed to happen in 2021 is like yeah you're right like this is one of the first year where all the big three have like a game there and it's psychonauts ratchet and clank and metroid but really if we look back a year ago at the game awards and what was most anticipated for this year the three games that should have been here competing from nintendo microsoft and sony should have been halo zelda and god of war which are the three biggest franchises from the, yeah. the the big three and that didn't happen and it's like that would have been something to see
0: halo's coming out this year but it didn't make the deadline right the deadline's like november 24th or something like that
1: would be included next year
0: yeah it'll be a next year but the thing is then it'll have to compete with everything that's coming out next year and it might not even be nominated for game of the year if it's good like if the campaign's yeah. really good
2: i very possible it still could could. it's possible
0: cyberpunk came out last december but it wasn't eligible for the game awards that was supposed to be a big game and it's not even nominated for anything yeah Yeah, but
2: the thing is the a lot of the stuff with cyberpunk got dragged it got got dragged through the mud quite a bit because it just launched in such a shitty state the Hmm. thing is though and like i mentioned this at the end of the halo podcast like halo infinite's like multiplayer beta it had a really good launch like albeit you couldn't download it on xbox for the first 40 minutes but no major server issues no major queue time issues no major bugs when is the last time that has ever happened that's going to stick with people like diablo 2 remastered is not even on this list either and i thought that would that would definitely be up there for for something because diablo 2 is just such an important game and the remaster of it was done quite well but again that game was plagued with issues and it didn't even launch with all of its features
1: plus with all the blizzard controversy it might have just been excluded yeah
0: let's move on though to the second topic we're going to talk about most anticipated game for next year which is honestly like it is the only other thing that i care about at least but there's only five nominees so you have elden ring god of war ragnarok and also horizon forbidden west from sony the Untitled sequel for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. More on that later. And then Starfield. So if I had to add a sixth game to here, it'd probably be Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League or Gotham Knights. Of the five here, it's probably Zelda or God of War. Zelda would be my pick, but I think in general, God of War probably gets that. Honestly, Starfield to me, like something doesn't feel right about that game to me. I don't know. It could go either way. Like It could... I feel like if it, it it could be a a disaster of a launch. I'm just completely just making that up right now. Like it's just for whatever reason, it it feels like it it's one of those games that could have a bad launch and it could ruin the the experience. Like I know Riley's hyped about Elden Ring. I'm hyped about for Horizon. Like Horizon's my favorite PlayStation Four game. So, but yeah, I think I would go with Zelda.
1: I'm not super. Like, I don't have a hype cycle for God of War, and I think it's more because, for me, a game like God of War, and the way I know Sony does things, um, Sony Studios, is really, it, the thing to be hyped about for God of War is, we know the gameplay is going to be great, but it's the story, because ultimately, the gameplay of God of War isn't going to take any drastic risks. Like, it's going to be a very standard sequel, and that's hard for me to get excited about because i feel like i already know what's in that package. Of course i don't know what the story is, but i feel like i know what i'm getting. And that's going to be yeah. a really quality game, but i guess when it comes to Nintendo, i always just don't know. Like as yeah. much as i want to believe that like that's the thing, it's like as much as like some might believe that Breath of the Wild isn't uh the sequel isn't going to be that different from Breath of the Wild, like really i don't know because majora's mask is massively different from ocarina of time and nintendo loves to experiment with gameplay and like even when you look at like mario galaxy 2 versus mario galaxy 1 like the amount of gameplay elements that just shifted the way that it played was like massive so i'm like that's where i'm like more excited and i'm also a big zelda fan but i'm more excited for zelda because i'm more excited to see what this game is going to be than I am for God of War, because I feel like I know what God of War is going to be. That being said, I'm also going to say on Riley's behalf that I am not a Souls-like fan, but what I've seen of Elden Ring, it looks incredibly, incredibly well made. And visually, it looks super stunning. It's, It's the only Souls game I've ever looked at and been like, wow, like, I'm really sad that I don't like these games because I really wish I, I did so I could play this game because like fantasy wise, like it looks incredible. And like the gameplay looks so solid. They're, those games are just so frustrating for me to, to play. But I know Riley is like incredibly excited for that game. And I think a lot of people would agree. Like I think Elden Ring is a lot of people's most anticipated game for yeah.
0: next year. And remember, like, was it two years ago? Sekiro won game of the year. And that was a shock. I was completely like flabbergasted that that game won compared to like because it had pretty steep competition. So that audience definitely watches the game awards because like remember, even though it's pretty insignificant, we get as voters ten percent of the vote. ninety yeah. percent goes to the critics, but the fans get ten percent. And with Sekiro, I think it probably that ten percent mattered. So I could very well see. Elden Ring win most anticipated.
1: Either way, I think next year's Game of the Year is going to be such a battle. Like, when you think about this year's Game of the Year, I almost don't care who wins this year because I just care so little about the games. But, like, next year, is going to be, like, an all-out brawl between, like, some of the biggest games in the industry, unless some of them get delayed. But I, I think none of them will at this point. Zelda's the only one I'm like, maybe. But I think pretty much everything else is coming out next year.
2: I take kind of, like, what both of you guys have said, and, like, I knew, like, for me, it's going to be Starfield. Like, there's nothing that was going to change my mind. I am really hyped to see where this game goes, because I'm a big Bethesda fan. I have pretty much every single version of Skyrim, except I don't have it on Smart Fridge, because we don't have a Smart Fridge. But um, it's one of those titles where it's, like, a new massive... RPG, I don't want to say Skyrim in space because we don't know exactly what this game is going to revolve around, but when The Outer Worlds came out, I was totally in on that game. I totally loved it, what Obsidian was doing and now we can see what Bethesda can do with the same kind of genre where it's going to be an RPG out in space, you have your character, you're going to be able to go, I'm assuming planet to planet, you're going to have a spaceship and you can go out and just be a freelancer out in the universe and like, we don't know really anything outside of what we saw with the teaser trailers and everything for that and i would really like for them to show off maybe like a gameplay or a story trailer for starfield so we can kind of like sink our teeth into the lore building and all that kind of stuff for this game i don't know starfield is just something that's it seems it's it's still mysterious and that's what excites me
1: and just a shameless plug slash joke if you want to hear more about our thoughts on starfield check out our last episode of the hub world podcast the bethesda episode that we (laughs) recorded and immediately lost, which is no not available on any of our platforms sorry everybody well then i guess mateo do you want to segue us into the next
0: section yeah so obviously the main draw of the game awards are the world premieres it's like having another e3 at the end of the year that all the companies take part in i guarantee you gamers could care less what games win the trophy at the end of the day it's all about the premieres and jeff Keighley said there's going to be more than ever they've ever had like he does every year i think what we should do is all say one thing what we are going to that we legitimately think is going to happen and then just maybe one or two things that we hope to see but i think there's a legitimate reason this year to be excited i could honestly see all the most anticipated games having a little bit of news revealed for them, particularly Zelda. So the one thing, I don't know, would you guys want me to read the little sliver of a leak that could
2: potentially happen? Uh, it's not confirmed. And like, I already know what this one is, Jules. It's no story details, nothing. You can go right ahead. There's rumblings online
0: from people saying the celebration for the Zelda anniversary will continue into the game awards. That is a quote from Samus Hunter, who is a very credible Nintendo leaker. And she doesn't say exactly what it means, but she's like, it could be the title of the game. It could be a trailer. It could be a 30th anniversary, like little mini concert that happens at the show. It could be a new product. It's something 35th anniversary Zelda related is going to happen at the Game Awards. I think personally, it could be the name and like a logo because it's kind of stupid if it wins. Most anticipated game. Jeff Keighley would be like, "Well, the here's the the most anticipated game is the untitled sequel to Breath of the Wild." Like, that's lame. And this is like the one of the biggest events of the year. It makes sense to have this information sent out straight to the your your main demographic, and they're all watching it at the exact same time. So, like, it's it, it's a great business a move in my opinion. If they would do that, so I hundred percent think they will get something Zelda related.
1: I can see us getting something Zelda, I really don't think we're going to get the title. The reason they didn't reveal the title at E3, as was stated by, was it Doug Bowser who said it? I believe it was Doug Bowser. Yeah, someone someone at Nintendo. I don't remember. The reason we didn't reveal the title is because the title is actually a major spoiler. And what that tells me is that they are not ready to just tell us the title. The title is going to come with a massive like gameplay or like story marketing piece which i really think is happening next year at e3 like i really think next year's e3 is going to be similar to the e3 before breath of the wild came out where it's all about zelda and i think e3 2022 nintendo is going to just like blast open the door on breath of the sequel to breath of the wild and i think that's going to be where we get our title i can't see us getting the title before then i actually think it's more likely that we see gameplay like a small snippet of gameplay from the game than we see the title because i think the title is actually more information based off how they're talking about the title i think the title is more information than even showing us the game i think Mm -hmm. showing us a snippet of the game would actually be less of a spoiler um, if they do that. But I can see it being something else entirely. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that, Gino? I'm indifferent on Zelda. Like, yes,
2: I'm hyped for it. But once we have a release date, and it's within, like, four months, that's generally when my m- when my hype personally kind of starts to kick in for stuff like, don't get me wrong, I love Breath of the Wild, and I thought that it, it is probably the best game in the Zelda series. If we do see anything, I want it to be a return to, like, traditional dungeons like what we had in Ocarina of Time, like what we had in
1: Twilight Princess. But do you think they'd show that at Game Awards? Yeah, I think that we might get like a traditional
2: dungeon, kind of like a show-off kind of thing.
1: Well, we got the first ever reveal of gameplay
0: for the at original the Breath of the Award. Wild at the Game Awards, and also the debut of the DLC, I believe, where we, they revealed like the Master
1: Cycle and stuff. That was at the Game Awards as well. So oh, it's possible. There is a precedent. Yeah. I can tell you what I think it is going to... Be like, moving away from Zelda, I have a 100% thing I think is being shown at Game Awards. I am of the opinion that Game Awards is one of the most underwhelming gaming events of the year, always. Mm-hmm. And while it's accompanied by many announcements, many of those announcements are underwhelming. And what is more underwhelming than the official unveils of the next two characters in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? And I genuinely <laughs> believe... That, that will happen at Game Awards because Jeff Keighley during his Summer Games event was the one who like revealed a few characters for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I genuinely think we're getting that official confirmation of Shredder and Garfield as the next two characters in Nick All-Star Brawl at the Game Awards. Gino, do you have one thing that you like, really think is going to be there? We are going to see
2: Skyrim on mobile. No, I'm kidding. I really, really would like to see uh, a tease for um, Elder Scrolls Six. I've been hyped for this game. It'll be more than 10 years since Skyrim came out now because they have the 10th anniversary game that's available for purchase as its own separate thing right now, the third version of Skyrim for PC. Yeah, I would like to see Elder Scrolls 6 I'd like to maybe get a name and maybe a little bit of like a teaser trailer now in development or something like that because Bethesda's focused the majority of their stuff over onto Starfield. We already have our teaser. We already have the day. And what I personally... Think is going to happen Xbox console exclusive, PC. We're going to get something for that, and I think we're going to get the um, the confirmation that it's going to be exclusive to Microsoft.
1: Those are some big claims. Yep. To happen at the Game Awards of all places. If Gino, you know, if that happens at the Game Awards, like I, I don't think it's going to Microsoft exclusive, but that's we'll get something. Elder scrolls Six. I want to say. I know that's like a big reveal. I know that's a big E3 reveal. I I really hope you're right because that would at least be something interesting. Because I genuinely believe we're not getting another Smash character in this, so it's got to be something big. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they got Mass Effect Four last year, which was kind of big.
0: Perfect Dark was last year as well, which is huge. Mm,
1: Yes,
2: there is a precedent for like these random things to like just show up.
1: Yes, there are some things. Yeah, some bigger things. I I do actually have another one that I, I kind of popped up into my mind as I was walking around my room and I looked at one of my shrines and I was like, oh, that would be appropriate. Actually, two things now that I mentioned my shrines. Mm-hmm. So one of them is back in September leading into October, which was the Smash reveal, there was a lot of speculation. Um, and I mentioned this in our predictions for the Smash character around Crash Bandicoot because... Activision was sending out Crash stuff, which is what they always do before Crash games get revealed. I know for a fact CTR's remake was announced at the Game Awards, and I'm pretty sure that Crash 4 was also announced at the Game Awards. So I would not be surprised if whatever this next Crash project is, is also announced at the Game Awards, because it exists. Activision has teased it both within Crash 4 and through the marketing material outside of Crash 4. It is Crash's anniversary this year, so I do think that we're going to get something Crash-related at the Game Awards. The other thing I wouldn't be surprised, however minor it may be, is if we get something Kingdom Hearts-related, because it is Kingdom Hearts' 20th anniversary, actually, this year, and Sora was the kickoff of that event, and Square Enix made it a very big deal on the day that Sora was announced to officially announce that we are in the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event year and that there's going to be lots of stuff that's going to be announced and coming within the year. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's something small, even if it's just something as small as the next episode of the mobile game is coming out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kingdom Hearts shows up somewhere. Well, the mobile game
2: finished its story already.
1: Union did, but we're still, we still have Dark Road happening which is the other mobile game that focuses on xehanort wait wait there was another mobile game yes it uses the same engine it's the first post Xanort saga kingdom hearts game and it stars xehanort <laughs> oh gotta love it i live for kingdom hearts live for the logic so i was thinking i think this is like this is the biggest
0: joke around the game awards or so like, any event in which nintendo could announce something what do you guys think are we gonna finally
2: get metroid prime trilogy announced oh nope. i don't think it's gonna happen
0: There's like rumors that it's either going to be the Prime Trilogy or it's just going to be a remake of Metroid Prime 1. I would be happy with either of those. But there's been a lot more talk about just the remake of Metroid Prime 1 uh, recently. So maybe that gets announced. That could be like a a first half game for Nintendo. Because I think Nintendo should at least announce one new game. Or it might not even be, like, made by Nintendo themselves, but it'll be, like, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 or one of the Bravely games.
1: Bravely Default 2 was announced there.
0: Yeah, so there'll be some sort of Nintendo game announced at the Game Awards that will come out probably in the first half of next year. I think that that's a no-brainer. That, that probably will happen.
1: And another thing to mention, speaking of anniversaries, is the Bravely Default creator is also teasing that next year's Bravely Default's anniversary and that there may be something to look out for for next year, so it's also possible that you're right, that maybe something Bravely Default shows up, and maybe like a remake of the first game or something is on Switch, I don't know.
0: Gino, do you have another like a hopeful
2: one? I'm just thinking.
1: Well, Gino thinks, I have a couple more that I can share. I think my realistic prediction for Nintendo is that if they're going to show something, they're going to show something like DLC related, I could see them like if there's going to be Mario Party Superstars DLC, to show it at Game Awards, because I feel like that's a big enough announcement to get people excited, but not so big that it needs to be in another event. So I could see something like that or like something like another Advance Wars trailer with the actual like spring date. But the other thing that I, I would love to see, and this is my hope that we'll see one of these two games there, either the cuphead DLC, which I don't know if it exists anymore (laughs) or the hollow Knight sequel, like, I need updates on those yeah. games.
0: With Cuphead, at the point it's at right now, if that game just releases as DLC for Cuphead, that'd be a disappointment, honestly. As good as it could be, it should be its own game at this point. I think anything less than that would be a bit disappointing, in my opinion, at least. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. And like Silk Song, we know Team Cherry, they gave an update before E3 because like, yeah, this game's not gonna be at E3, but we're still working on it. Not to worry, you'll see something eventually. So like, it could be a good opportunity to to show it at the game awards i never even thought of that
1: because those are like smaller things that like can generate hype but aren't like major announcements like those are things that would get easily overshadowed if they were shown at e3 but Mm -hmm. during game awards they would actually gain a lot of traction so i i feel like those are like smart games to be announced we're
2: definitely going to get super cheesy like really bad gaming related advertising for regular products Like, really bad ads like we get every year, because it's going to be like, look, it's Gillette Man. Gillette Man bombed so hard that,
0: like, the the amount of criticism they got from that, like, yeah, we can't structure a show like this again.
2: Yeah, it's not like a traditional, like, show. Like, again, like, everyone's just going to show up, everyone's going to, like, dogpile onto, like, one of the games, there's going to be a bunch of, like, game fact forums about how your opinion is wrong if you vote for this type of thing there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot of salt and like message boards and things like that and there's gonna be a lot of people tuning in saying like what the heck is this most people are gonna tune in say who the hell is this streamer that just won and just lots of confusion and lots of announcements i was gonna say we're gonna get maybe a halo campaign trailer but the game awards comes out the day after halo does so maybe the launch for forge like okay for expect forge in a month they delayed it
1: yeah they did delay it but you never know like you never know what they might announce because that's what they did with smash right like they they actually capitalized on the fact that game awards was on the day that smash released. So they might actually capitalize on the fact that halo will be like very, very, very fresh at that point and be like, here's something. Cause there's also like Joe was talking to me about how there's code in the game that suggests that they're actually going to be adding campaigns. Like there won't just be one. Really? Yeah. There's the potential that there will be more than just that campaign. And that will be the like paid expansions will be like new campaigns And me and him were, that could be a whole other topic. We can go down that rabbit hole, but like me and him were speculating about what that would look like, who that would focus on, like what that could be. But that could be something that could be covered in another Halo topic one day.
2: RB campaign, you'd have. Spartan Lock could come back if people want that. I want Buck. Bucket, like an ODST campaign would be really cool. Or even something with one of the Brutes or the enemy faction. That would be really cool, like from their perspective, like fighting the demon.
0: Because we're talking about Microsoft, I just have the one last prediction here. Microsoft always comes and delivers in a big way at the Game Awards, especially two years ago where they straight up revealed the Xbox Series X. I think we might get a little update on games we didn't see at E3, specifically 2, Hellblade 2 and maybe perfect dark we'll get a teaser for perfect dark because i don't think like there's a slight chance i think we could see gameplay for perfect dark but i think that game's further out hellblade though we saw it at the game awards two years ago we basically haven't seen it since i think it's time that game should come out relatively soon compared to other xbox game studios exclusives that have been announced so maybe we'll get an update on those two games and obviously the pie in the Sky that i have to say every single time there's potential for a new banjo game so yep. i'm looking forward to another disappointing event on december 9th so
2: i can have an excuse to be sad there was uh what three seconds of banjo nuts and bolts gameplay in the 20th mm-hmm. anniversary event that we saw there is new banjo merch so like you, you never know i'm gonna go say no on this Maybe
0: uh, Platonic can show us some uh, something that they're actually working on, a new game that they're actually working on, not any of these games that they're helping publish. Yeah. So that would be another cool cool announcement. Gino, if you don't have another one, or if Jules, if you don't have another one,
1: I think that's it for me. Always end on banjo.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's That is the ultimate prediction. Like Nothing can be better than that if it gets announced. So, you know, I know you like doing the outros. You can take the
2: honors. So that brings us to the end of today's main quest. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like button, subscribe, or follow us on your platform of choice, whether that be here on YouTube or through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas that you have for any upcoming quests, uh, icebreakers, or just share your thoughts in uh, the comments. Section here on YouTube. That's it for us here today at the Hub World. And return again to the Hub World for all of your new and nerdy news. Microsoft make a new banjo game. See everyone. See everybody. See you next time.